Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yeah. Sixers basketball tonight. Sixers. Hornets. Sixers looking to snap that three-game losing streak. Welcome back in. This is the Process Pregame on 94 WIP. Process Pregame Show delivered to you by PGW. PGW delivering safe, reliable energy to Philadelphia for more than 180 years. PG Energy for all of us. Visit pgworks.com for details. All right, Rob, let's head down to 95. We'll get on 95. We'll go south, right? We'll get off at the Broad Street exit, and we'll check in with John Johnson. get off at the, uh, the exit before that. Packer Avenue? Yeah, I get Packer Avenue. You get Packer Avenue. Yeah. Whatever your choice is. Well, they, they close Broad Street a lot of time. That's why. Okay. I didn't need to spend a lot Am of time Am I right, John this. Johnson? All right. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> John, what's going on, my man? First of all, Rob, if you're going to the Wells Fargo Center, you always get off at Broad. If you're going to the Phillies, to Citizens Bank Park, that's where you get off at. Thank Packard. you. That's a good point. Thank the caller, you. The caller Rob, makes a good God. point. He makes, but they do close Broad Street at times. So. They do. They wait yeah. about a half hour before tip-off exactly. or puck drop. That's when they close it But John off. is there way earlier than that yes. doing his reporting job. Now, right. John, you sent back a piece of audio, which I, I found interesting. Actually, Ant, let's get that queued up. John, I want to play it for folks so they can hear it. Then I want to get your reaction to what Brett Brown had to say regarding Joel Embiid's conditioning. Here it is. I don't think there's any more to it than that. You know, and like we can all say, well, get in a, go to a treadmill, you know, run up and down the court and get your cardio up to 160 and let's see what your resting heart rate, get it back down to 110 after a minute. There's nothing that equals playing a basketball game. And so, and then you magnify it, you know, amplify it with the altitude, and I see it like that. I see it completely like that. I mean, pivot back to like a Minnesota game and watch him get up and down a floor and watch his spirit and just like go to those pieces that I just said. Watch a screen and roll. Watch a rim run. Watch a duck in. Watch live feet where you're avoiding being hit on an offensive rebound. You know, and then everybody can make their own judgments of, oh, he looks tired. You know, he's not as engaged. Whatever it is, it is. Like, I don't go there. And I think it's as simple as what I just said. He missed that period of time. We played o- over in the west in the mountains. And let's, let's have a look tonight. All right, John. What, 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 it sounds to me like a lot of rationalization right there. What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, after I asked him the question, you know, I, I posed it to him, was it, is it more than just the two games and playing in the altitude of Denver? After he responded with, that's exactly what it is, the following 45 seconds, all I heard was, wah, 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 wah. I, I didn't hear, it, it was all nonsense at that point. Right. Uh, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. I mean, and, and this has been, we've been questioning Joel's conditioning for some time now. And he, at the end of last season, claimed he's going to get it all straightened out, eat right. And when he came to training camp this year, he said that he had lost 25 pounds and now it's 20 because he put five pounds back on. And I, we're only eight games in. Eight games into the season. This is game number nine. If you're going to try to tell me the conditioning's down because he missed two lousy games and didn't play in a game for one week, I don't buy that for a second. I know that Denver, the altitude, can play a factor. But we've seen this at every single game where he gets very winded and you see him gasping for air with his hands on his knees in the second half of games that that this is an issue and so he's saying this publicly what do you think he's saying privately to joel 
Brett has always been the, and we've talked about this many times. He's not a, he can't be authoritative. He can, he's kind of that big brother or the, you know, the uncle, like, listen, I, I want to explaining his importance to the franchise and what he has to do. The problem is Joel's just still immature. I mean, and you've seen, you know, we're speculating on his uh, habits off the court or his conditioning habits. We don't know for certain, but we know what he did in the Minnesota game and getting caught up in the court and all that stuff that happens in a game and he gets tossed and that that's is what it is. But what transpired afterwards on social media, that's for all to see that shows his lack of maturity. And I, I fear that it's the same way when it comes to his conditioning, because they're always monitoring that as well. And, you know, his full, his practices are not like everybody else's, you know, I, I can't recall, in any practice that I've covered with Joel, where I've seen him running up and down the court, he's always just loosely throwing the ball around in the final 25 minutes of practice. So, although we don't see most of it, you know, it, 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 he's not practicing the same as everybody else. So I, I have my doubts. Uh, John, I can't, I can't figure this out. I mean, the, the, wasn't the whole objective to come in in shape? Wasn't the whole objective from Ben to be at least willing to shoot a jump shot? I mean, I, I know we're only eight games in and there's, there's no panic here or anything like that, but you know, that, that's highly disappointing really on both fronts that it, it appears that those two objectives haven't been met. Yeah, and I will, I'll take it one, one further. Um, the three, uh, three of the mainstays from the last couple years who are of the utmost importance to this franchise's uh, success, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and head coach Brett Brown, it's, as you mentioned, it's only eight games, so you don't want to panic and go over the top, but they all three of them are exactly the same players and coach as we saw when their season ended in Toronto. We've seen no growth whatsoever, and that's a little concerning. Is it is it possible Al Horford could have some sort of a role with helping Joel Embiid mature, maybe be a little more professional? I know that's one of the reasons that he was brought on board. And, um, uh, you know, back a couple months ago uh, when we were talking to Elton Brand about it, Elton had said that, yeah, that he is brought in here to be the professional, to teach them what they should and should not be doing. Because as talented as Joel and Ben are, they are very young. And when they're the most talented players on the court, everybody's going to follow them and kind of, you know, listen to what they say because they're the ones that can dictate wins and losses. So bringing in Al Horford, that's exactly what he has to do. And, you know, Al's very soft-spoken, but I have seen him pull players aside and speak to them when they've done something wrong on the court. We haven't been eyewitness to him doing with that with Joel, but I do know he talks to Ben about it. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if we get hit game number 25 and Ben's still not attempting uh, shots or even going to the free throw line, if we get to witness Al Horford kind of pull him aside and chew him a new one. Yeah, John. And speaking of Al, I mean, he was so great in that in that you know a couple of the the, the first game during Joel's suspension in, in Portland, he was just f- unbelievable. Um, but you saw the last two games where he really struggled. Now, was that just hey, guys have off nights? It's going to happen. Or as crazy as this sounds, is he playing too many minutes? I mean, the last thing I know anybody wants to hear is load management or any of that stuff. But is he playing too many minutes right now? I- I don't think it's too many minutes right now. Um, You could attribute some of it to just having an off night. I think some of it has to do with playing with Joel as well. I mean, Joel is so ball dominant, and the offense always runs through him. And when Joel wants to, you know, he'll go rover. 
and, and he'll just, you know, take the ball in the post, dribble, 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 and then turnover or dribble, 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 and he'll have some type of fadeaway shot or something. And you kind of have to build your game around Joel at times. And you're going to see this a lot throughout the season, not just with Al, but, but, but with Jason Richardson and the rest of the starting five, you know, trying to figure out who they are. This is going to be an issue for, you know, at least halfway through. Right. Was Brett Brown asked today about uh, when we can expect Ben Simmons to return? He's going to be reevaluated again uh, on Monday, and then we'll be updated Tuesday morning prior to the game. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, a grade one, so it's the least severe of the AC joint sprains. Hockey players get them all the time. Uh, but one of the biggest issues with this is when you raise your arm, uh, you know, you get that pain in your shoulder. And obviously, you're playing basketball, that, that can be an issue. But he's day to day. Well, but Ben Simmons had said he's not going to play until he's 100%. Yeah. What does I, that mean? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, we haven't been able to speak to Ben. Uh, Brad is very, he will not address injury issues anymore. So we really don't have anybody to talk to about this. What, Brett, won't, Brett won't address injury No, issues? he said that in the pre- preseason, that I'm, right. do, I'm done doing that. So right. who, who does it? Uh, Elton Brand? No, Elton Brand, uh, well, when he's available, will, but he's not available at the moment. So you kind of have to go by the PR staff, you know, delivering a statement uh, on behalf of the team. And, you know, you can ask follow This is where you got to dig around and maybe find out right. more. I will, I will say this about Ben, though. I, I in for all uh, the reasons that we complain of the things he cannot do and as aggravating as he can be uh, at not at his unwillingness to shoot or go to the free throw line, whatever it is, uh, he's always a horse in terms of playing. Like he always plays the most minutes. He'll play the most games of everybody of anybody on the roster. So I, I would be very surprised if he milks this out. I'd be willing to bet the moment he feels like he's right. He'll jump back out on the court. But, but he's been banged up before. I don't ever remember him saying, I'm not playing until I'm, I'm 100%. Oh, they may not be right, you know? Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, it, you know, everybody's different. I mean, and those – I've been witness to some guys who've had some of those AC joint sprains, and you get like this hump on your shoulder, and you have a hard time sleeping. You have a hard time doing everyday things because it's just one of those nagging injuries that doesn't go away. And although it's this shooting arm, which, you know, we can all speculate why, you know, make fun of that, it's still every part. It's everything to him when he's on the court. Hey, John. Last one for me. One of the things that I found particularly annoying in in the Denver game was Embiid either dribbling the ball too much, which results in the eight turnovers, or just not getting on the block enough. Uh, was that addressed at all with Brett? And is that has that been the discussion with any of the reporters down there? Just you know the same old issue. And even Brett said in the offseason, "Yeah, we need him down on the block," but yet we're still in some of those same situations. It feels like. Well, Brent uh, did address it sort of uh, pregame tonight, and he chalked it up as to the same answer as the one I asked him. He said, well, it's because, you know, his conditioning isn't fully right from the two-game suspension and the altitude. You know, you fatigue a little bit, and it can affect your judgment, and we know how important Joel is to this team, so we kind of just, you know, we're trying to help him and help him, and the the term help was used multiple times. So, yeah, Embiid was sloppy. He was lazy at times. He drug his feet up and down the court in that Denver game. He had eight turnovers. All that stuff is completely unacceptable, but because, I mean, Brett Brown's not going to throw his player under the bus. I'm just surprised he hasn't said something. Well, he did say we'll see about tonight. Yeah, he said we'll see. So uh, (laughs) it'll be an interesting conversation if uh, he doesn't perform very well tonight. Never a dull moment in Sixerland, that's for sure. John, Always a story. Yeah, man. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. See you guys. All right, you got it. That's John Johnson, who always does a great job covering the Sixers for us and our sister station, 
as well. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 